0: Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today, because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Bedakovic. Welcome, my friends, to this episode, which is all about the fact that we don't actually need that much to be happy. Now, I know this idea might be contrary to popular opinion, especially if you have a long list of things that you think you need in order to be happy, but I'm going to suggest an alternative here, that sometimes less is actually more, and sometimes what we think we want is not the same thing as what we really need. Now, before we begin, I just want to make it really clear that we all have a different definition of what we deem happiness to mean, and this episode isn't about suggesting that XYZ will make you happy. Far from it. Instead, I'm going to imply an alternative way of looking at happiness, and I feel like there might be some people in this world who really need to hear these words today. So if that's the case, this episode is for you. So this episode actually starts with a little story, and it's a step back in time for me. At the time, I was just 20. I'd finished my university degree. I studied psychology back here in Sydney, Australia, and I remember hearing a quote by John Lennon at the time, and I'm sure you've already heard it. It is a great one, and it goes like this. When I was five years old, my mother always told me that happiness was the key to life, and when I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I wrote down happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment and I told them they didn't understand life. How fantastic is that? Now, I love quotes and this one really sent a shiver down my spine the first time I heard it. Having just graduated from university, I knew more than anything that, of course, I wanted to be happy to. I mean, that really is the grand quest for most people here on this earth. But at age 20, I had no idea what happiness really meant. That's something they actually forget to teach you back at school or I sort of miss that lesson. If there was a lesson on how to be happy, I can't recall any teachers teaching us that. I also realize now as a much older, wiser person that if there was a teacher that was actually telling us what happiness means, that just would have been their own definition, their own opinion on what that term means because there's actually no right or wrong answer when it comes to the question, what makes a person happy? So for me, when I finished university, I think I thought it involved, you know, having a family, setting up and chasing some big goals, working in a job that I loved. I'd grown up in, in Australia, so I had this expectation that one day I would own my own home, I would nurture a lovely family, and I probably would live happily ever after. I mean, that's what you think when you're a kid. You read those fairy tales and you just imagine that you're going to be happy when you're older. Now, they're pretty simple goals to have, but there is sometimes beauty in that simplicity. So this story continues with me finishing university. I'm now 20 and I'm about to go overseas to visit this little island in Croatia where my parents were both born. So back then, it was not a crazy, bustling tourist destination like it is today. It was this little quiet, overlooked dot on the map, and they had just actually come out of a war. It was at the end of 95, and when my sister and I arrived there, there was this smart contrast between us girls having grown up in middle-class Sydney with all our newer clothes, newer, fancier skincare products, all these fancy things. Versus these village girls who honestly, they were so gorgeous, even if they didn't have access to so-called necessities or what we thought were necessities back in Australia, what they told us we needed to have in order to be happy. I mean, that's when you grow up in a materialistic consumer society. We're taught that we need to have so much. We need this to be happy. When in actual truth, you don't. And I didn't discover that until that winter that I spent overseas in that little tiny village. So in this tiny mountain village, it was on an island and it had a population of 400. I ended up living with my grandparents for over nine months. And I have to say, it left this mark on me that has still impacted me in the most positive way ever since then. Just spending those nine months in this little village, I never thought that it would change my life in the way that it did. Now, I still find it so strange that I learn more about life and love and happiness from these people who live this simple life than I ever did from my college degree. So these villages had very little fancy possessions. They didn't have magnificent mansions. Instead, they lived in these quaint little houses made of stone. They didn't wear anything super expensive like designer clothes. That was not a thing there. Many people, in fact, wore clothes that they had received it as a donation from Caritas when this truck used to come and deliver packages to help the villagers out because it was a post-war country. So I want to paint a picture of what my life was like during that time that I lived there. I lived there for nine months. So I used to fetch water from a well. Yes, I did. It was the most magnificent water I'd ever tasted in my whole life. We would go into the woods to cut down firewood. I would sometimes boil water over a fire so that I could wash my hair. The villagers there did not wear watches. They used to laugh at me for wearing this watch and they'd say like, what's the rush? Just take your time. They didn't have these diaries where they could jot down their million appointments into they never overscheduled anything. In fact, they just took each day at a time. They used to look at me like I was a crazy person. When I described to them going to the gym, I would explain, okay, so this is what a treadmill is. And they used to say to me, okay, so you run on a machine constantly moving but going nowhere. But like why? Why wouldn't you just go outside in the fresh air? And I have to say, like when you hear someone mirror those words back to you, you're like, that does sound crazy. It really, that concept of a treadmill sounded so crazy to me after listening to them hear how it just seems so much more logical to just take a walk in the fresh air. And running actually mustn't have been a thing back then because I remember this one time that my sister decided to go for a jog on the road and at least three cars stopped to ask her, you know, are you late to something? Can I give you a lift? Because that was just the way that they exercise was incidental. It happened without them thinking, without them planning. They just walked around everywhere. They would sometimes walk six miles to a beach. That's what I used to do. When we wanted to go to the beach, we would walk and then we'd come back home again. We didn't have a car to do those things. We just walked around everywhere. I would go up and down a mountain all day. So exercise wasn't necessarily something they gave conscious thought to. They just did it. And it was when it came to food, they just ate when they were hungry. They rested when they were tired. They really just seemed to trust their bodies and be in tune with it rather than thinking that everything needed to be scheduled in their life. And when it came to things like work, they had this saying, you know, Back in Australia, you guys live to work, whereas over here, we work to live. And maybe it was just the way that they had their work hours. A lot of them over there worked from 7 to 3, so that had that whole afternoon free. But I could actually see how true they were. In Australia, adult life really does revolve around work and as opposed to the way it was overseas where it was about seeing your family and your friends, not just on the weekend or when it was scheduled in the diary, but it just happened all the time. And the most surprising thing of all was that most of these villagers actually seemed to be genuinely happy. It wasn't because of anything that they owned. It wasn't anything to do with that because they really had so little, but their happiness came from within. These villagers didn't have that much in terms of material possessions. They didn't have those fancy gadgets, but they understood that you couldn't physically buy something from the shops that would make you happy. If you didn't have first that feeling within you, that feeling of happiness comes from within. Now, from the outset, you might think, well, I've got this college degree. I live in a beautiful home back in Sydney. I had a really healthy savings account because I had started work quite young and I was really good at saving. And so you would think, well, I have more. So that must mean that I'm happier than them. When in reality, that couldn't have been further from the truth. Yes, I had the most things. I mean, technically I did if you were to write it down all onto paper, but what I discovered in this little village that I eventually learned to call home was that you didn't need much to be happy. I genuinely thought that my grandparents, who were still so in love and kind to each other, I thought that that made them rich. I thought that what these villages had, a place to live where everyone watched out for each other, where they'd known each other since they were born, where... All their ancestors had grown up together and they walked the same paths as their grandparents did. To me, that made them rich. I thought that this little village where everyone came out in the afternoons to sit on these benches under these big leafy trees and they would talk until late into the night, every night, whether they were young or old, and the kids would play, that was the greatest place in the world for me. And I also used to think that as a psychology major, that you always need to be working towards a big goal to be happy. And I still actually love setting goals. And it was really weird for me to see people who didn't necessarily want more and more out of life. They actually were just happy with what they had. We have this expectation that we need to set monetary goals or financial goals or these goals that are always, you know, making sure that we're striving towards having something more or accumulating nice things in life. But in actual fact, there are people who don't set goals and they're happy as they are. It's like their goal in life is just to be happy with what is. And because I wasn't exposed to that beforehand, it was such a shock to my system to Discover that you didn't actually always need to be chasing something, that you could choose to be happy right now, in this present moment, even if you didn't have what other people thought equals happiness. Growing up in Australia, there's this subtle message that, you know, money equals happiness. The More money, you have the happier, you. but even though, of course, we know that's not really true. But that year, I discovered that there are people in this world who have consciously never set a big financial goal in their life. Who had reached old age without actually accumulating many possessions at all. They had lived in the same home where they were born and they never traveled to see the world. And yet they were still happy. They had simply decided that what they had was enough. And they had this peace inside them, this sense of acceptance that they were born into this village. They would probably live here or somewhere nearby until the day they died. And that was more than enough to them. And the fact that they were living in the moment, living for now, choosing to be grateful for all the things that they did have and opting to be happy right now, that to me seemed like the most priceless gift that you could ever have in this world. Now, I wanted to record this episode for those people who don't necessarily have those typical big goals to chase, like maybe they don't want to grow their own business or earn X amount of dollars each year. Maybe your goal is simply to be a good parent or a kind family member or just to contribute to society. I want you to know that you can choose to live a simple life and have a simple goal and that can be enough. You get to decide what you want out of life and you can decide if you want less rather than more. You don't have to have more. You can opt instead for less stress, less worry, less material possessions, less pressure, less anything if you think that that is what will make your heart happy. Because what I discovered from my time living overseas is that there are people in this world who don't have that much money or much to show in terms of material possessions, and yet they are still genuinely and blissfully happy. There are people living right now on those little different dots on the world. Pull out a globe and you can see how many different countries we have in this world. there are people who don't subscribe to the traditional Western world idea of money equals happiness, and they're totally fine with coming up with their own rules and their own definition of what happiness means to them. So let's have a conversation right now about how we can decipher this idea of happiness. It will require that you ask yourself what makes you happy, just you alone, what truly makes you happy. Forget about all the traditional textbook answers. Forget about what other people tell you that they think happiness means something different. What does it mean to you? So here are some questions to ask yourself about happiness. Are you a happy person? What does happiness mean to you? What makes you happy? Do you believe that money can buy you happiness? And what are three things that make you happy right now? When did you last feel happy? And what contributed to that state of happiness? Now, when was the happiest time of your life? Who is the happiest person you know and what makes them so happy? What activities make you feel happy? And what is missing from your life right now that you think could make you a little bit happier? And do you think that your happiness is dependent on other people or on yourself? And do you think it's normal to feel happy all the time? So those are just some questions to think about. You can go back and have a listen. I find it really valuable to write my answers down in my journal. And I also want to share with you some tips right now when it comes to thinking about happiness in greater detail. So before we go on, I want to introduce to this idea that it's totally normal to not feel happy 100% of the time. In actual fact, it's normally a 50-50 thing. 50% of the time, you still feel really happy and 50% of the time, you feel a range of different emotions. So people have this unrealistic expectation that they can and will feel 100% happy all of the time. But I like to put forward this idea that the goal might not be to feel happiness all the time, but to learn instead to be at peace with all those emotions that you experience, all the emotions that life has to offer you. You aren't failing at life if you don't feel 100% happy all the time. Maybe your goal is instead to accept what is and embrace all the feelings that come your way in a more positive way. So remember, happiness is a choice and you can choose to be happy. There will always be stresses in your life, but it's your choice whether you let those affect you or not. Happiness is not this ready-made thing. It comes from your thoughts and comes from your actions. The key to being happy is knowing that you have the power to choose what to accept and what to let go of in life. And one of the simplest ways to stay happy is to let go of all those things that make you feel really crap. I mean, that is so obvious, isn't it? Happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like. You actually can't control the world as much as you would like to think that you can. We can only barely control our own reactions to it. Happiness is largely a choice that we make. It's not a right. It's not an entitlement. And the less that you care about what others think, the happier that you have the potential to be. You are deciding what makes you happy. It isn't what you have or where you are or what you are doing that makes you happy. It's actually coming back to your thinking, the thoughts you're having. You can either choose to think thoughts that make you miserable, or you can choose to think thoughts that make you feel strong, or you can choose to think thoughts that make you feel more positive. It is always a choice. Happiness does not require everything to be perfect in the outside world. Instead, it means that you're open to this idea of being happy despite the imperfections. Remember, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a life that you're excited about. So don't let other people forget it and don't let yourself forget that. Until you're happy with who you are, you can never actually be happy with what you have. It's important to remember that happiness comes from within. It comes from inside you. It's a feeling and thought that you generate from within doesn't actually depend on your outside circumstances. And someone wise once said that people are usually about as happy as they make their minds up to be. And that is really so, so true. But you actually need to learn to value yourself to understand that you're actually worthy of having this feeling of peace with your life. And this means that you'll sometimes have to fight hard for your happiness. You'll need to let go of the things that don't serve you. You'll need to allow yourself the freedom to be okay with your life, with your flaws and all. You don't need to feel miserable. Life doesn't have to feel like a constant battle. If you want to be happy, it really is as simple as making a choice to be happy. Happiness really is about enjoying those little things in life. It's not out there, it's in you. When you do what you love and when you love what you have, you have everything you need. It's like those villagers back home in that little mountain village where I lived after university. They were so grateful for all the things that they had. And I always wonder, if you aren't happy and grateful for the things that you already have, what makes you think that you would be happy with more? On the whole, the happiest people are those who just simply decide to be happy. They made a decision. They've committed to seeing it through. Having this goal of acceptance and peace in their life. And that is often the real secret to happiness. I discovered that when I lived in that village, accepting where you are in life and making the most out of every day. So you can make a decision right now to live your life with more intention. Go and have fun with your loved ones. Enjoy yourself on this journey. Learn to let go of your past grievances and your fears and everything that doesn't serve you anymore. Practice self-care. Live without regret. Do what you love. Step outside your comfort zone without worrying what will happen. And if you fall, you just pick yourself up again because you will always have you. You can always go back and do something different. You have the power of choice in this life. And sometimes it really is the simple things in life that are the key to happiness. You don't have to waste another minute focused on things that stress or worry you or hurt you. Just let them go. You get to decide that you're fine and strong in every moment of your life. Even when things don't go your way, even when you're experiencing that 50% of the crappier stuff. Because remember, life is full of 50% good stuff and 50% not so great. It's just sometimes a little bit more mundane. And one of those biggest obstacles to happiness is expecting too much from it, expecting that you'll never feel sadness, never feel grief, never feel frustration or regret or anger. But you are a human, my friend, so you're going to be having the full human experience in this world, which is going to involve ups and downs and lots of detours. And this is part of our life journey. And it's okay because you're always in the driver's seat of that car that you are traveling in. You can still choose to feel at peace during those less joyful moments. You can still choose to live every moment with love and grace and gratitude, even during those hard times. You can still feel terrible, but not beat yourself up over it every single time. You can show yourself love and compassion. You can still choose to fill yourself with love rather than expecting that something that you buy will fill that empty well for you. So I actually share with you how to fill that empty well. if you ever feel a little bit empty or sad inside. You do it by showing yourself more compassion, by being kinder to yourself. You can be more forgiving. You can be less focused on thinking about the past. Now, I just want to come back to this idea where people correlate happiness with money and material possessions, because I think it's a really important thing assumption to acknowledge. So lots of people think, oh, well, if I had more money, I could finally be happy. Or when I get this new house or this new car or this new dress or this new gadget or insert any item that you think will change your life, I will finally be at peace. And lots of people are actually shocked to discover when they get that elusive item that their level of happiness doesn't actually change, not at a fundamental level. So they honestly think thought that it would make them happier. But what they soon discover is that that sense of discontent settles over them again. They're already focused on the next thing that they have to have. You know, it's like have to have because they think that these material possessions are going to magically sprinkle their life with a permanent sense of peace and optimism the moment that they hold this item in their hands. But this is truth bomb time, my friends. Happiness comes from within. I just, I remember this quote by Jim Carrey, who so wisely said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they've ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. And in many ways, I understand exactly what he means. I discovered this truth when I lived in this little village with nothing more than a suitcase of belongings. And I discovered that never before had I felt more free or happy in my whole life. The people in that village had so little. They were still recovering from a war at the time, but they had everything that was priceless love, contentment, a strong sense of community and appreciation for the smaller things in life. Now, I actually once did do this little experiment where I wanted to write a list of all the things that cost zero dollars or next to nothing, but are actually really valuable, potentially more valuable than any fancy things that you can buy at the shops. And just to share with you some things that were on this list that are totally free and yet beautiful or cost next to nothing. They are things like sharing a smile, giving a kiss, hugging someone that you love, saying thank you, offering an apology, practicing forgiveness, meditating, watching the sunrise or sunset, or just even decluttering your home, or singing, or listening to music, or just taking a walk, or going and having a dance, or being kind to others, just doing any random act of kindness getting fresh air or having a nap in the middle of a day when you are really, really exhausted. Or how about just taking a warm bath, cuddling with your pet, enjoying nature, like going for a walk through the forest, or just that first day of summer or crunching your feet through autumn leaves. Think of all those things. How do you put a price on them? They don't really cost that much, but there is so much beauty in things like that. Especially in things like being honest and respectful and having integrity and showing compassion and having good manners and good health and knowledge or just that acceptance of yourself and acceptance of others and being willing to forgive and have an open mind and living with a clear conscience. How do you put a price on those things? You really can't. The purpose of this whole episode is to open you to this idea that you actually don't need that much to be happy. For some, the secret to happiness is being happy with what you have now. Feeling grateful and understanding that you are enough and you have enough to be happy right now. I'm not kidding. You do not need to buy anything from the shops that's going to make you happy. There isn't a moment in the future that you need to get to in order to be happy. You can choose to be happy right now, right at this moment, because it's all about your thoughts and it's all about your attitude and it's all about the disposition that you have. Happiness is a choice, my friend. And remember, truly happy people are not constantly acting as if they're their own worst enemies. They're not waging this endless war with themselves where there's actually no winners, when you are fighting with yourself constantly, when you are acting as if you're your own worst enemy, the only casualties is your sense of peace. And the only blood that you're shedding on that battlefield when you fight with yourself, it's your blood. It's your tears. You really need to treat yourself as if you deserve to be happy. Treat yourself as you would your very best friend, even better than you would treat your best friend. You treat yourself like you are worthy of happiness because you honestly are. It is your God-given right to be happy right now. When it comes down to it, happiness comes from having a sense of peace in your life, a sense of calm and gratitude but I need to note here that happiness does not lead to gratitude. It's the other way around. It's gratitude that leads to happiness. So just in summary, remember, happiness is a choice. So you need to make the choice to be happy. You need to let go of the past and show yourself some compassion. Live in the moment and live intentionally. Focus and look for all the positive things in your experiences. Practice gratitude know your why, chase your dreams and celebrate those little victories. Accept your imperfections, be yourself and always kind to yourself. Do what you love and hang out with people who bring out the best in you and help others if you can. And most important of all, just decide, just to commit to this choice that you can be at peace wherever you are in life, right here, right now. Nothing needs to change at all except your thoughts and your belief about your ability to be happy which is always, always open to you. So I hope this episode has been useful to you today. As always, thank you so much for joining me. I love and appreciate you all and I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Until later, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com, where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.